Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. Right, so we of course have been very, very closely following the hostage situation, the the just the mixed emotions, the the horror of what they have endured, what they still have to endure, because I can't imagine that this is going to be a simple a simple journey. And uh, yet we are being told that well, Hamas treated them very, very nicely, and they even waved as they said goodbye. How how successful has this propaganda stunt been? Professor Bill Colbrenner. He's a professor of English at Barilan University. A very, very good morning. Thank you for joining us once again. How are you doing after a very, I imagine, emotional weekend in Israel? Well, good morning, Howard. And listen, I follow you on Twitter. I know it's an emotional weekend for you as well. I think we're very much all together in this. And as you said, when we see the hostages released, we feel tremendous joy but also extraordinary pain, because even though we see these beautiful reunions, and they are beautiful, um, we see the indelible trauma written on the faces of these young people, these children who are coming back into their families. And we know that they're inheriting um, a lifetime of Mm -hmm. post-trauma distress. so we, I, for for us, how we're here, and I, I think it's true for all Israel. It's it's reliving the trauma of October seventh every day, and we see mm. you asked about the success of, I would call it really the psychological warfare of Hamas, and we have to understand that everything that is happening here, and I am an English professor, not a geopolitical expert, but everything that's happening here is being orchestrated by people in Qatar, and and Iran. And every single decision may seem to us, well, it just happened that way. Like the daughter who got separated from her mother and Hamas claimed, but we don't know where she is. And the daughter said, well, she was separated from me two days ago. Mm-hmm. So all of this is meant to, all of this is meant to work on our sympathies for them. Somehow they are the good terrorists now waving a, saw that young woman who said thank you in, in Arabic to her captor. I mean, if you've ever seen anything resembling the Stockholm Syndrome, that was that. And you have pundits in America saying, oh, well, look how well these host- these uh, captors took care of their their captives. But, of course, we know they're barbarians. They killed, they murdered, they raped. Well, she was shot. They she was shot. Children. I mean, she needed to go... Obviously. She needed to go straight for urgent medical treatment because she hadn't been treated for 51 days. So, uh, it's, uh, yeah, you know, I'm pretty sure she didn't have a whale of a time while she was in a bunker not seeing sunlight with a gunshot wound for 51 days. Well, but, well, exactly. And I guess what's distressing for people like you and me, Howard, and this is something that I think the people of Israel have to talk about, is the extent to which those who are not on the inside are very much on the outside. And, you know, when I go to work every morning, the secretary last night, when I came in, she said, well, she had been up till 11 o'clock the previous mm-hmm. night waiting for the hostages to mm-hmm. be released. Mm-hmm. We're, all, we're all so much a part of this now. We live it every single day. And yet people on the outside, listen, I have, which is very, which is very uh, difficult for me. I have relatives in America who are in university and, and siding with Hamas. And, and it's the, the disjunction is, is just extraordinary and how they, young people, can identify with these 
security prisoners, terrorists with the intent to kill who've been released from Israeli prisons and are coming out celebrating with Hamas flags and holding up machine guns. And then we yet we see this eight-year-old boy being greeted by his favorite Israeli soccer team. And yet somehow these young people in America at universities are identifying with people who really do want to kill them and will kill them, given the opportunity. Mm, mm. So the it, it, to me, it's a kind of form of, 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 of generational self-harm on a political level. Gen Z is the, the generation that we've heard about self-harm. And this is really, people have talked about the end of civilization for 50 years now. But we really are seeing young people, and Jewish, Jewish young people especially, who seem to want to hasten the demise of their own people. So that makes us, I think, Howard, not just here in Israel, um, but you as well, we have to be stronger internally, which is mm, what you do. Mm, mm. So it's interesting as well to me, and and uh, I just wanted to put it out there, give me your thoughts on it, is given that scenario, uh, the fact is that if you are inherently uh, sided with a Hamas type of ideology and sympathy, if that's where your sympathy mm. lies, just the simple the, mm. the offer of this video is enough to say, well, thank you. Now, look, you see, Hamas are okay. It's almost as though Hamas could dish out anything. And as long as it's reasonably, uh, you know, uh, not even acceptable because it isn't, but if it just there's something, that, that, then that is what we can hold on to or they can hold on to. It's, it's like Hamas can do pretty much anything and, and that will be used in a positive way. I would add one thing to that, Howard, mm. and that's, and I, that the blood libel comes first. And we've seen this in extraordinary ways. The first wave was, of course, the hospital, which we did not bomb, in which 500 people mm. were not killed. And yet, what, with the outcome of that, and I think it was a significant moment, was even if the Israelis didn't do it, we wanted to do it. And that is the blood libel. And that is why there is this crazy misreporting in the BBC, Sky, the New York Times. The New York Times runs a front page story that says there's a hostage release, a mutual hostage release. How do they do that? Mm-hmm. Right? These are security prisoners, terrorists. So I think the only explanation really, Howard, is there's not that much of a, uh, we thought there was a big, uh, a big gap between 1943 and 2023. Guess what? It's not. And this is just the continuity. And, but the problem uh, is then, the minute you say that, you're always playing the victim, yeah. aren't you? Jews are always playing the victim. That, that's the answer that I get. So, so you put that out there, that uh, this is global anti-Semitism, and oh, you guys love playing the victim, which of course is so not the truth, because Jews actually aren't victims. We, we, no, we, 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 are, we, are, are, we are light to the nations in that we are... We take our victimhood. We were victims of the Holocaust. I'm an English professor. The English Academy in America was made by, by, by Jewish people. So after the Holocaust, Jews in America decided to become experts in the literature of the religion of the people that tried to annihilate them. We do not, we do not suffer in our victimhood and wait around. We built a state, right? We, we happen to be millennial victims. Sorry. And, and I think the message back to them is right. It's, it's, the Jews are always the first, not the last. Mm. So watch us and, and, and either side with us or, 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 or really we don't have time for you. As we have to, I, th- I think as, 
I think, sorry, Howard, yeah. Yeah, it, no, 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 look, it, it, it's just, my, my, my concern about this is, and, and I keep using this mm. uh, analogy of this tsunami of hate, because our numbers are, are, are very, very small. We're almost insignificant, and yet we're important enough to annihilate. But, but, uh, so that must say something. But the, the, very often, it is very, very much fighting a tsunami with a, with a beach bucket, and, and, and hoping that, that you make a difference. We're not going to convince those who have decided that if we complain, we are victims. If we stand up strong, we are Nazis. If we if we survive, well, uh, you know that's a problem. We must go back to Israel. That's what I'm told all the time. But then it's from the river to the sea. Uh, they'll be free of people like me. So where exactly am I meant to be going? Uh, it, it 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 it's all of those things. Uh, can we win this? You know, the only way we can win, Howard, I, I, I spoke to some college professors on campuses in Canada. They were afraid to actually leave their houses. It's terrifying. And one of them said, well, we need to create a fact sheet so we can have our students fight with BDS, etc." And I said to them, you guys are crazy. First of all, Qatar and, and Iran have been orchestrating this campaign, not for one year, not for one month, but for, for decades mm, already. Mm. And we have a culture of, of Manchurian candidates. I don't know if you saw the Frank Sinatra, the Denzel Washington mm, version. Mm. There's a whole generation of Manchurian candidates. We cannot fight them. The only thing we can do is strengthen ourselves internally. I, I feel that very, very strongly. Our energies have to be internal and we have to strengthen ourselves and we know this from our tradition. When the Jewish people are unified, then we're strong. And unified can also mean disagreement. Of course. The biggest sense I of hope unity. It does. The, the biggest sense of unity that I felt here, and I finally understood what Jewish unity is. I was at the funeral a couple of weeks ago of the, uh, of the principal who is, uh, who was, who was murdered. Mm. And it, it happened 45 minutes late. And for 45 minutes, there were thousands of people on Har Herzl in Jerusalem. Quiet, silent, mm. 45 minutes. Jews. Now that, on Jews. the one hand, yeah. I, I'm the, exactly, <laughs> that's my comment. On the one hand, it's the most desperate thing in the world. On the other hand, that's Jewish unity. That's it. That's what it's been for 2,000 years. We're together. And that is the power. That is the strength, Professor William Colburn. And thank you for that. I think I needed that conversation as well. Sometimes I do. Uh, it, uh, it, 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 it is just absolutely insane, frustrating to the point of, uh, it, 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 it's just uh, quite unbelievable to see some of the things that, uh, that we have to deal with as a people.